Welcome to Jeff in Motion. It's Monday, and I feel fat. Um, I had a good weekend. Uh, celebrated a birthday with a friend at a restaurant-type establishment yesterday, and uh, ate far more food than would be otherwise advisable, Um, and I'm feeling fat, about 10 pounds over where I want to be, and they, they say, you know, they say that, um, 10 pounds, roughly, every 10 pounds is a pant size, or a visible difference, so I'm feeling fat, I'm looking a little bloated, um, I'm avoiding my tightest t-shirts, so that's, it's kind of, yesterday, well, no regrets, you know, no regrets, (laughs) uh, it was kind of serving as a punctuation mark on my, uh, shifting from, man, I really should go back to watching what I eat, to, okay, I'm watching what I eat again, uh, (laughs) so, there's that. Um, <laughs> my partner Aislinn caught me the other day uh, legitimately saying the phrase, you only live once. Um, I believe it was in reference to buying Oreos um, with a gift card we got we had left over from Christmas. And I was like, ah, oh, you only live once. And she goes, thank you for not using the abbreviation or the acronym, rather. And I was like, what? And I kind of, I'd kind of forgotten that YOLO was a thing. And, uh, ugh. <laughs> it made me hurt on the inside. The fact that, uh, a phrase that I've used fairly commonly in the past has been kind of co-opted, um, by idiots. Anyway, um, the we recorded an episode of Let's Get Twy Hearted, Chapter Three. It's a it's a doozy. Um, Get you guys can't wait till Feb February for it. Um, February and. Uh, we recorded three episodes of the Popular Outcast podcast, and those are a little shorter than normal because Twy Hearted ran longer than normal. So, also, we had to evacuate the studio immediately. Um, usually we have time to stretch it out a little, but the uh, studio was booked for uh, the Girls on Girls podcast with guest Justin Strasser of the Serving Ice podcast. It's just, it was a, it was a, uh, a podcast, uh, a three-podcast pile-up. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I also believe Ann Sex recorded that day, too, so, fuck, it was just bananas, four part, four podcasts, four podcast pileup, uh, <laughs> uh, I also believe that I will be in a, a portion 
of the Insects Podcast that airs this week. So, uh, listen to that. And if you're not already listening to that on the regular, do it. Uh, it's a great podcast. Um. So, uh, but Bill, Podfather himself, called me out on, uh, really billboarding the Fedora, proto-Fedora guy episode, and, uh, kind of made me realize that it's really not that big a topic, um, and I really don't have that much information on it, so I should probably just fucking shotgun it and get it out of the road, rather than continue to billboard it like it's this big event. Um, so this is going to be the proto-Fedora guy, um, uh, White Knight, uh, Neckbeard episode. Uh, there's something about fedoras and fed- and their relationship with fedora guys. And I'm assuming everyone knows what I talk about when I say fedora guy. But I mean, I guess well, you'll you'll figure it out as I, as I talk. There there's a certain demographic out there. Um, they, the Venn diagram of fedora guys and neckbeards is, it's nearly a perfect circle. But, they, they hold this belief that hats from the Roaring Twenties have a magical ability to make anyone wearing said hat classy and cool as though they were from the 20s. But the, the, there's a, there's a, just, there's some, there's a, a neuron that fails to connect somewhere in their mind that doesn't allow them to realize that while yes, fedoras are a great accessory and can be pulled off in a very cool way, it, the rest of the outfit is not not only a factor, but crucial to the fedora making you look cool. A fedora will make you look cool if you're in a suit, and not just any old suit, like a suit that fits you. It can't look like your dad's old suit and all baggy, or it can't look like fat guy in a little coat either. You've got to look put together, and then you can throw fancy headgear on there, and you're going to look alright. You're going to a fedora, a bowler, um... That, you know... You gotta, you gotta, guys, you gotta watch out. You gotta keep an eye on this. Because what a fedora does not make you look cool with is cargo shorts and who farted t-shirts or button-down silk Dragon Ball Z print Hawaiian shirts. Um, that, um, sandals and socks, these are things... (laughs) That the fedora not only doesn't make the when combined, just as when combined with a, a good-looking suit, a fedora can take your coolness factor 
to the next level when combined with the the neck beard um, uniform it it doesn't not make you look cooler but it in fact makes you look way worse because there's also a a personality type that seems to coincide with the uh, mental disorder that is fedora guy that is the the concept that a fedora goes with anything and improves everything there's this attitude of maturity and it's a faux maturity it's what an immature person feels like maturity is and that's where a lot of um, just kind of neckbeardy tendencies feeling that you know better than other people and um, also white knighting tendencies and I I can't say I guess this this whole episode came on the concept that I um, was on the road to be one of these guys and I definitely was and I definitely have multiple fedoras in my house that are mine that I own and um, they will get they will see use someday when I have a suit that matches them but for now they lie in wait but I don't know where I split off I don't know because I was you know I, I had the better than thou attitude, the white knight approach, and I think it's kind of when the same time I split off of um, conservatism uh, was I kind of lost my entire identity of self and built a new one, and fedora guyism and neckbeardism kind of fell to the wayside during that transition. Um, I'm not saying that there's a correlation, not one that I have drawn anyway. Um, but there may actually be, there does seem to be some, uh, some sort of I'm always right to the whole fedora guy, white knight attitude that kind of coincides with some conservatives, often the conservatives that are just following rhetoric ones that haven't, like, made... that haven't, like, really weighed the sides and made an uh, informed decision about their beliefs, ones that were just kind of brought into conservatism and uh, don't really have... just believe it blindly and aren't picking and choosing what they believe. They just, you know, hit the check mark on everything that is considered conservative. So... I was on this path, and at some point, I fell out of the fedora guy path, and thank thank God I did. Um, I've still got some of the Hawaiian shirts, which I do love. Um, I don't have any more cargo shorts, but I definitely did. Um, I don't have sandals to wear socks with, but I know that that is sticking with me. Um, I don't do it regularly, but I have been known 
to wear a nice sockless sandal simply because it annoys the ever-living crap out of other people. And um, that's just fun to me. But this attitude that kind of comes with the, the white knight fedora guy, it's, it's a, it's a I know what's good for you. It's I, my choices and experiences, I know that they are what you need. It is a lack of empathy, a lack of putting yourself in other people's shoes. It's, uh, but it's, it's all under the guise of knowing that, uh, knowing better for people. And a fedora guys, when it comes to women and romance, they get particularly um, skeezy and sad. And it's this, this, this sense that they're trying... And it's also the, the, the yearning for a past, the, the whole fedora thing, the I'm, I'm a cool guy from the 20s. Um, and th- these are the guys that will bring a rose to someone working at Taco Bell uh, that they've never spoken to. And they're like... And then just leave it there, hoping that that will end up in them being married someday. Like, this this weird, misguided... It They think it's chivalrous, but it's kind of misogynist. And it's just misogynist. That's a tough word. <laughs> and... And that's, that's, and that's the whole, they're, they're creep, they end up creepy. And while their hearts are in the right place, they're definitely misguided. And they are completely, oh, I completely forgot about the whole nice guy, capital N, capital G portion of this. Fuck, this might have to go to Wednesday also, because I'm nearly to work. Um, this, uh, this feeling of being friend-zoned. Okay, well, I'm just going to push off Nice Guy, capital N, capital G, and Friend Zoned to another episode. Because those deserve their own. And I know I've talked about it before, but I feel like in conjunction with White Knighting and Fedora Guying. Um, but it, there, it is also, uh, these, this, the Fedora Guy is kind of the representation of this kind of person, this nice guy, capital N, capital G, the guy who gets air quotes friend-zoned, um, and the white knight, and the white knight, I know I've talked about before, and, uh, that's just, and I, I, you see it a lot in, uh, conjunction with air quotes feminism, um, and I'm putting feminism in air quotes because, that's how uh, white knights see it. It's feminism, you know. Um, but <laughs> it's this this feeling a need to protect those that are unable to protect themselves, and that and having no ability to see how condescending that is. It's the people who someone says call somebody a bitch or a pussy on the internet, and they're like, "As a man, I can say that I that women wouldn't like that you do this." And it it doesn't matter 
if they were making the most valid point on the planet, the place they're coming from is a place of condensation, not condensation, condensation, um, condescending. And they're just, it's misguided and it is hurting more than it's helping. It's, and I talked with a friend about, uh, someone that they knew that was being very much a white knight and incapable of, uh, seeing it. And a line that, there, there are two lines that came from this, this man that I feel almost perfectly illustrate what is a white knight and what is wrong with white knights. And, um, I don't think she'll mind me using them because I'm not saying her name or his. Um, but he, he asserted that as a feminist man, his word was equal to that of any woman. And I'm not saying that that women are not, like, men and women are not equal, but he's talking in reference to women's issues, to women's rights. He has the exact same voice as any woman because he is a female, or a male feminist. No, no, sir, you don't. Um, you do not know what it's like. Um, I'm sorry, you don't. And I know you don't know what it's like because I don't know what it's like, and I really don't think there's any man out there that does. And another, and I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna mess this up, because it was a while ago that I talked about, that we talked about it, but, um, he basically was humble bragging the fact that he managed to become a feminist man. And it was something along the lines of, do you even know how many men couldn't even be, couldn't even come close to getting to the point to deciding to be how I am right now? Was the gist of it, was his struggle to become a feminist man? And uh, my my only reaction was like, oh, how kind of him to suffer through that for the world. Uh, <laughs> but there's that. That is really the long and short of white knighting. And this does not only apply to feminism. There's definitely, it's in gay rights and uh, uh, ra- uh, um, civil rights, like... Uh, there, there are white knights out there, and that's the thing. There is such a thing as a feminist man. There's such a thing as a white guy that can want civil rights for everyone. There's such a thing as a heterosexual person who can want gay rights and come from a good place. That I'm not here to claim that at all. But what is not great are the people that come at it from... Uh, helping the little person because that's, I feel that it is my duty to help the little person. 
Um, it, it's when it comes from a place of cond- condensation that it, it's, it's, it's dicky. It's, you're being an ass. You're not, you're, it's, <sighs> yeah. Uh. And I feel comfortable saying a lot of this because I, a 100% went through a phase of white knight feminism. And uh, where I felt I had to protect the delicate flowers of the world out there. Because I was a big, strong man, and it was my duty to do so. And I didn't, like, actively try to get rid of that. Um, It kind of weeded itself out, that attitude, through discussion and um, observation of the world. Uh, so, if you know someone who's a white knight, try to politely call them out on it, but they're absolutely not going to hear it. And hold on to the fact that they may see, look back on themselves in a few years and be like, Oi, I was kind of a dick, wasn't I? Um, uh, I feel like I said a lot, I've repeated a lot that I have before in this podcast today. Ah, oh well. Um, this has been Jeff in Motion. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee to talk about, uh, Nice Guy, capital N, capital G, and, um, what was the other thing I was going to talk about? Fuck. Hmm. I'll have to listen back to this and see what I promised to talk about. Shit. Uh, wow, I've literally forgotten what I talked about, and I'm not even done recording the podcast. This is a new, a, a new record for me, a new milestone in how piss poor my memory is. Ah, oh, fuck. I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> Have a good Monday. Ladies and germs.